Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for more than 18 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. She has received numerous awards, including multi-million dollar producer, quarterly and annual company-wide honor roll recognition, VIP customer service award for highest client ratings, D Magazine's best realtor, five-star professional award, and several other recognitions for her success and service to clients. Join her each week as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, here's your host, Kimberly Woodard. And good afternoon, viewers. Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly. I am so excited about my guest today. We have some great information to talk about. Um, I have Tressie Weeks and Chris Downs from the Weeks Law Firm in Plano, Texas. Um, and we're here. Welcome, you guys. I'm so excited to have you. And we're going to talk about estate planning today. Um, yay. <laughs> That's why we have a little bit of a cocktail. It's not the, you know, it's not the topic that everyone wants to talk about, but it's a topic that's so necessary and mm-hmm. no, so essential to everyone's well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should have it. So let's dive in and talk about, let's, um, you know, talk about your firm your, um, and what all it, the services it does. So uh, at the Weeks Law Firm in Plano, we yeah. do estate planning mm-hmm. and probate and guardianship, and we also help families with kids with disabilities. Wonderful, wonderful. So you have, you know, from basically a whole, you know, play of um, different things that you can, you know, help with um, people with the estate planning mm-hmm. um, for all their needs. Um, cool. And so, again, this is such a big need and such the topic that, you know, a lot of us don't like to talk about. Um, so let's talk about estate planning. Why, why is it needed? Because I know there's a lot of viewers that probably have had this on their to-do list mm-hmm. and it has not gotten checked off. So let's, you know, let's point out why it's so important. Sure, it really is. Um, and if I, from my personal experience, yes. it took my husband and I almost eight years after being married to do our estate plan together. And, and even as an attorney, we procrastinated on it because it just, no one wants to talk about the right. death and the planning and making sure that we have a plan in place that ensures that we are taking care of our family and our children and that we're passing our property and assets the way that we want to with the least amount of stress and right. potential cost to our family, ensuring there's a really good plan in place, um, maybe even considering incapacity planning. So if I'm here and I'm suddenly sick or ill, right. maybe developing Alzheimer's or dementia, and really unable to, to manage things anymore, making sure that there there's something in place that can continue that management to care for me and avoid maybe a costly court intervention. Right. Um, that's just going to not be very good for our families. Um, and then really what is special about our firm is that we really do um, want to leave a loving legacy for families. We want those families to walk away feeling that they're part of our family and that we care about them. Right. And really the special niche, in my opinion, is Tressie and the special needs planning component that we bring. I, I love that. Well, let's also talk about the reverse. So, you know, it's important to have one. What if you don't? You know, the you know, let's talk about, you know, because it's so important, what if someone does not have it what are the you know consequences of that yeah and most people die without a will the majority of people do and if you die without a will the state has one written for you and it may not be what you want right. so somebody that dies without a will there may have to be a probate that mm-hmm. they could have avoided they missed an opportunity to perhaps minimize taxes 
-hmm. They missed an opportunity to protect their child's inheritance. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times, especially with blended families, the assets may not go where you think they will go. People assume it will go to their spouse automatically. Well, if you own a home or something, as you know, as a realtor, that when somebody passes away, the other spouse does not automatically own the whole house. You have to go through some kind of probate proceeding. And if you haven't planned well, then it will be more complicated and potentially a lot more expensive. So our goal is to create a plan with the clients that reduces their cost overall Mm -hmm. so that at the back end they don't have to pay as much. Right, and definitely if that's, um, you know, we don't want to pay as more than what we have to. (laughs) Right, and Chris used um, our phrase, leaving a loving legacy. To me, it's a loving thing to do for your family to plan ahead. Um, When my mother passed away, I had done her estate planning, but she planned ahead for a lot of things. She had a prepaid burial plan. She had done all of these things, and she came down with cancer, and so I took care of her. But we had all of her medical powers of attorney and all of her documents in place. And then after she passed, I was administering her estate. And to me, it just felt loving. I could almost feel her love, the fact that she planned ahead to make it easy for me. Right, right. And um, I like the point, too, that you mentioned um, about the, you know, we have a lot of blended families out there. And Mm -hmm. people just assume, you know, and I've seen the cases where, you know, the heirs end up kicking the you know wife out, um, mm-hmm. and it's a very tenseful. And instead of you know, it goes from a sorrow time of losing that person to a stressful time, and then even a time where um, it ends up back in the courts because people end up you know suing, and mm-hmm. um, then you also have these families breaking apart, um, all because of the money. Right. Um, situation and if it's already planned out there's no argument it was this was how it was intended to be done yes so. and, and you brought up a good point about relationships right. to me the relationships among the family are more important than the money yes. and by planning ahead you have a better chance of everybody maintaining that relationship yes I agree I agree um so let's talk about um you know a little bit more about you know we've talked about this why it's important um, on the estate planning and really what all about, you know more about it um, the nuts and grits um, about you know how do you get started you know what are the you know parts and steps of getting it you know mm-hmm. of estate planning mm-hmm. and the essential essentials that everybody yeah. has so yeah. we kind of feel that the essential components of any estate plan that a minimum everyone needs is we obviously all need a will and that will will set forth who the executor of our estate would be talk about where we want our assets to go Mm -hmm. it could be a sweetheart will as i call it where i'm just leaving everything to my husband and then after him maybe i'm leaving it to my children and i'm building in um the notion of a trust so maybe i don't want my kids to really um, have access to everything until they're out of college and their college education is taken care of so at minimum that will is the important part Um, and then we all need a medical power of attorney so that is where we can set an agent in place so I can name Tressie and she can make medical decisions for me when I can't right and that's really important so again if I get sick I get in a car accident somebody is there to step up and make medical decisions for me and and help 
ease that process. Um, and then there's a financial power of attorney. So again, let's take my car accident. I'm still here, but I'm unable to manage my affairs. Trustee can step in as my agent and she can pay my bills for me, make sure right. my electric bill keeps getting paid, my mortgage payment, right. my property taxes, and just be there, um, hopefully avoiding any need to go to court for a legal guardianship proceeding by having that. And then there is the living will. We call it a directive to physicians in Texas. And what that is, is I'm going to make my end of life care choices right. where I, I get to make the choice. Again, maybe Trustee's my agent and she's going to have to say, well, Chris, um, you have said she's irreversible and nothing else can be done. And she did not want to be left on the machine. So it's okay to pull the plugs. Right. Um, and, and so those are sort of the key parts that we think every estate plan should have. And then from there, and I'll let Tressie speak a little bit more from there, but from there we can add in some trusts and some different tools for more right. advanced techniques. Mm -hmm. Right, and every estate plan is customized for that particular family, uh -huh. what their goals are, what they want to accomplish. Okay. Um, sometimes the parents, when they leave assets to their kids, they're concerned that that inheritance is not protected because if the child inherits money and they get sued for an accident or they file bankruptcy, all that money can be lost. Or if they're married and they commingle their money and they get divorced, that money can be lost. Mm -hmm. um, or we've had situations where that child is married and has kids and dies, leaves everything to their spouse, and then their spouse remarries. And then my client's yes. money has ended up with people they don't know and not the grandkids. Right. So, a lot of people want to leave assets to their kids in a trust so that it's protected from creditors, it's protected from um, divorce, and then it gives what I call bloodline protection, which means when that child dies, uh, whatever's left in the trust will go to their kids. If they don't have any, it goes to the other kids or to charities um, or whoever they want it to go to. So, so without planning, you don't get to protect your kid's um, inheritance. Right. And we may have a family with um, a child with that may not be good managing money. Right. And they may be what we call a spendthrift, where they don't yes. manage it well. <laughs> or they could have addiction or mental health right. issues or whatever. And so we customize the trust so that it works for that family. And that way the money can be used for their care, but they can't misuse it. Right. And let's go back to talking about the medical, because I know, you know that's an important thing. And I don't think people really realize um, how important to have that person that's designated um, to speak for you when you can't and you're in the hospital or, you know, someone that's able to pay your bills. Um, because if you don't have that documentation, I just had a sale um, recently where he did have authority um, to for everything. She was still alive. Um, she was in a nursing home. But he was the executor, and he had the power to, for her affairs, pay her bills because, you know, she didn't, wasn't going to be able to pay, be paying, you know, for the nursing home, um, work with her um, insurance. And then also when we were trying to get a payoff on her house, um, you know, she wasn't really that knowledgeable about that. He was able to talk to them and get mm -hmm. that. Um, if we didn't, if he, we didn't have that from him, we wouldn't have been able to get the payoff. Um, it was yeah. so you know strict because it was a reverse mortgage. And there's a little bit different mm -hmm. um, things that are um, required on those payoffs. So yeah, and if somebody becomes incapacitated right. with dementia or something, and there are no powers of attorney, mm -hmm. their family member may have to go to court and get a guardianship. Yes, which means you're paying an attorney. Mm -hmm. You've got a judge making decisions for you. 
Um, it may not be the guardian you would have chosen, right. you know, had you chosen. And then there's reporting to the court and all kinds of things. And that could be avoided with the right powers of attorney. Yeah. And then that, that medical directive, um, the way it worked with my mother is that she did not want to remain on life support okay. um, if there was no chance of getting better. And at her cancer stage, there was no chance of it getting better. Right. She did not want to be hooked up to machines so that her life would be prolonged, but her quality of life was poor. Right. So we got to use that. And so she got to state the terms of how she lived her final days. And it was the way she wanted, right. as opposed to being hooked up to a machine in a hospital. Right. And how someone else um, would have wanted her to live it's how mm-hmm. she really wanted she did and, and, that, and that's the key part say. i think of yeah. estate planning really yeah. is is that we are getting to say what it is that we want right and and hopefully we are encouraging families to talk to their families about that as well right. as they mm-hmm. as they do their plan and they finalize it to have these conversations right. maybe over something like this where yes i think so you know, why <laughs> you know, lovely cocktail. um whatever it is that makes you comfortable to have the difficult conversation to to say i have a plan and here's what right. it is and um I think that's really important what you say Tracy mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's really a movement of you know you being able to give your final words um in all different stages mm-hmm. um and it lays out that plan um and so it really basically you know gives you the power to make sure that those the, how you want things to be done are going to be done and you know and again, I always talk about the family because I see that in the real estate market um, when the house you know goes up in the airs and sometimes you know if there's not you know a will and it's gone through the courts and the probates mm-hmm. and everything, it is definitely a little bit of a stickier you know transaction mm-hmm. because um, you know there's a lot of greediness when it comes to money. Yeah. Yeah, there really is. So it's important to have that plan and and lay that out. And you also can avoid some, um, you know, mistakes that might happen. If we were to take some celebrities that have passed away in the recent years. Oh, yes. And and the fact that they didn't plan. So if we look at Prince. Right. Or if we look at Aretha Franklin. Um, well, Aretha has now changed because under her couch cushions, they found <laughs> some handwritten wills. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Prince didn't have a will. Multi-millions, if not billions of dollars right. in his estate through his music rights and property. And without a will, that got tied up in courts. And it's still tied up, determining exactly mm-hmm. who the heirs are, right. who is going to control it. And uh, maybe the end result is that individuals are, are profiting off of him that maybe he wouldn't have intended. Um, I I always like to say this. I don't know this for sure. This is me speculating. But I recently watched a movie that had a Prince song in it. And I thought to myself as I was watching this really terrible comedic movie, thinking I'm not sure that if Prince was alive, he would have wanted and authorized his song. For this movie. For this movie. Because it just seemed like it was an anomaly with everything else that he had ever done as an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, So that always kind of sticks with me as those examples on why it's probably really important to to have a plan no matter what your level of asset is. In Prince's case, it could be tax planning that would have benefited him as well. Mm -hmm. But I I like to look at those stories and say, what can I take away from those to share with people? Mm -hmm. And it just stresses how important, you know, this is. Well, let's talk about, um, we haven't touched on um, planning, you know, families with children that are, um, have disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you have a child that has disabilities, um, there's different plannings um, that are involved because, you know, they may not have 
the same opportunities and maybe in the workforce and you want to make sure that they're planned for mm -hmm. and especially that they're taken care of if something were to happen mm -hmm. to you um so let's talk about you know that planning yes yeah, so a lot of times if a child um, has disabilities, they may not be self-supporting. Right. And so the parents have to plan on how much money they're going to leave to that child versus the other children. Mm -hmm. And that money has to last their whole lifetime. Right. And then sometimes the kid cannot advocate for themselves. So usually we're creating right. kind of a committee, um, a best interest committee, so that if the parents pass away, we've got a group of people mm -hmm. that will always make sure that child's being taken care of. Right. And of course we do a trust. Uh, because the child, um, that would protect the assets for the child. But a lot of these kids are on Medicaid and other programs that are based on financial need. And if the parents left money to the kid outright, they would lose Medicaid. And then the parents' yes. money's not going to last long. Right. But if they leave it in a special needs trust, then the parents' money can go in that trust. It can be used for the child. But then the child is still eligible for Medicaid and other That's things that are essential to survive. That's a that's a huge point, and I think yeah. a point that people probably don't recognize is mm -hmm. you know, is that they could get all this money and then they lose their benefits and then they're you know they're in a worse you know worse right. situation. And then also child support. Um, child yeah. support can be ordered for a child beyond the age of eighteen if that okay. child is disabled, and so that child support could cause them to lose benefits. So we have to do a different kind of special needs trust and have that child support paid into that okay. so that they can still get their benefits as well as the child support. And that way there's a better chance that that child can thrive and do well. Because that's yeah. our goal is just right. to have a great life for the child. Well, definitely, definitely. And I think that's, you know, every parent's, you know, you know worst nightmare is that what if something, you know, happened to me, especially if they have a child that is very dependent on them and mm -hmm. um, you know you know what's you know what would happen to them um, and being able to plan that out and just knowing going to bed every night you know yeah. you know, knowing that your child is you know taken care of you know and that brings up another issue Kimberly is that if both parents pass away mm -hmm. and the children are minors or they are Mm -hmm. um, disabled, the court is going to appoint a guardian for that child. So another document we do for the parents is a declaration of guardian where the parents get to choose who's going to be their kid's guardian if right. the parents pass away. Because again, if you don't choose, it's, the court's going to choose yeah. for you. And it may not be who you would have chosen. Right. And then we go so. back to the situation of everyone fighting um, and then breaking apart families. Mm -hmm. You know, And that's the one thing you don't want to the family's already broken apart with the loss of um, the person who has um, passed on and um, let's not go bring into the courts you know fighting mm -hmm. over the custody of you know children or you know even you know putting that it's already planned out mm -hmm. so wow well, we've gotten really deep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might need a little <laughs> And I think that's why uh, some people yeah. are hesitant to even start this process right. because they think they don't have all the answers. They think, I'm not sure who would be the guardian, who would be my executor. Right. But that's why they need to meet with an attorney because we help walk them through yeah. that so they can help choose their people. But also, I think it also another point um, when it comes to children, I think it also can change. 
as you know in years and that's something you know updating your um, wills is an important thing to do just because you've got one you should also make sure you're updating them mm -hmm. because things can change um parents and you know if you are a parent and you're um putting the custody of your children to your parents well they are aged maybe you know 10 years later mm -hmm. your parents are in a different position and maybe it needs to be someone else and uh, maybe that's not the right person you know that um should be you know designed to and that really is exactly. an excellent point is reviewing your plan so it's fantastic to have one right it's all it's also fantastic and just as important to periodically take it out and take a look at it exactly based on the circumstance that you described have you had any changes in your life and right. your asset base what is going on that might mean that it's time to change something in your estate plan have you inherited yourself and you right. now have substantial more assets um, the example you used was perfect and it, it has something changed and and I have to use this moment though to edge us into a caution that we always want to say is we want to caution people against online wills. There's some great resources out there for do-it-yourself wills. There is no doubt, but it's so important to sit down and talk to an attorney about it who can walk you through the process and maybe answer questions for you that you've never thought of before that those online questionnaires aren't going to, right. to give you. Um, I had an example where we had to probate an online will um, and the person who had filled it out had put NA, not applicable, in a bunch of the fill in the form lines. So it was not an easy process. It brought yeah. more challenge. So I just kind of wanted to make sure that we emphasize that that some of this you cannot really do yourself. It really right. does benefit you as a family and as a person to sit right. down and talk to a qualified attorney. Mm -hmm. And the other piece that's crucial, um, we talked about the essentials of a will, powers of attorney. The other crucial piece is changing your beneficiary oh, designations for IRAs and 401ks because this is where a plan can fall apart because IRAs and 401ks do not go through the will unless the will's named. So you want to name your spouse or your children's trust. So those actually don't go through the will, but you've got to include that as part of the plan. So when we work with a family, we want to make sure all of that's coordinated right. so that it all goes where you want it to go to. Wow. Well, I've just learned a, a lot today, <laughs> more than I've ever known. And so I know that my viewers are out there and they've just listened to this and they're like, oh, I need to get started. So if my viewers want to reach out to you, how do they um, reach out to you? Oh, well, they can call our firm, and we're pretty easy to find by just Googling the name of the firm, I think. Um, yes. um, and then they just can come through, and they'll talk to one of our staff members who will walk them through the process, which is usually like getting a questionnaire to collect some information right. from them about themselves and their family and what they're looking for. And then they're, they're going to come in and schedule some time with us, and we're going to have a great conversation with them and hopefully answer questions for them. Perfect. And we find that families, once they get the process done, their documents are completed, their plans in place, they have a sense of relief, yeah. um, a peace of mind that they've got a good plan in place. And then they can come in every three years and update it. Right. So they don't have to have the perfect people forever. You know, they just name the people in their documents who they want for the next three years. So when they have that peace of mind, then we know we've done our job. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I will also put um, the Weeks uh, Law Firm um, information down um, on my um, podcast, too. So if you want to reach out to them and contact them um, to get started. And thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. Cheers. 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 <laughs> 
Thanks for tuning in to Community Cocktails with Kimberly. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.Ebby.com. Hope you enjoyed our guest this week. Tune in every first and third Wednesday of the month for insights from industry leaders in your DFW area. Remember, don't just love your home, love your community.